Welcome to the Scale and Exit Show. I am your host, Judge Graham, and I've got a special guest. You guys know I bring amazing guests every week. I've got my man, Corey Proctor. Thanks for coming on, brother. Come on, Judge Graham. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Telegram. I'm like, I got a, I got a three-year-old, almost four-year-old baby girl, so I'm full of stupid dad jokes. I, I love it, man. So, but hey, before we get in, I'm going to do an intro on you, okay? So, Corey okay. is a former NFL Dallas Cowboys offensive lineman. He's an entrepreneur. He's a hell of a speaker. He's a husband, a father, and a strong Christian. He is a warrior for himself, for his family, and for God. I love that, man. That's awesome. So many people, you know, won't put that out there. So I appreciate you doing that. And I appreciate you being on the show. Heck yeah, man. Well, we need more of that. I mean, honestly, that's, it's kind of, um, without going to full story right away, you know, my faith is really what ignited a fire and that was post football. Yeah. And so I get excited because, you know, we live in a, we live in a crazy place where Guys are passive, and the world wants to keep them passive, in a sense. And I don't want any of that. I want you to be lit up just like every other guy for his marriage, for his family, for his job even, right? But yeah. in, the right, in the right way and, and get fired up and do bring some purpose to all those parts of his life. Yeah, I love that, man. Be lit up. So tell us just, you know, give us the, the Reader's Digest version. I mean, you know, super success. Looks like you've had failure, failures, success, some tragedy. Um, give us just a quick background, man, of your story. Uh, sure, quick background. I mean, I grew up Washington State. Uh, kind of uh, half of the nation is knows what I'm talking about with 50% divorce rate. So I went through that with my folks. Yeah. Tough. Uh, not bashing on them. I still have great relationships with them, but it was a hard time for me. So I gravitated mm -hmm. towards sports. And coaches were a huge um, – guiding force for me. So mm -hmm. that was a big deal. So I got a lot of my testosterone from the, from the weight room and from yeah. the room. <laughs> but uh, grew up Washington state, went to school, university of Montana, loved it there. And then got undrafted to uh, the Detroit lions and then p ultimately picked up by the Dallas Cowboys where I spent majority of my career went to Miami dolphins in 2010 and ruptured my patella tendon in a game mm. with the Chicago bears. Uh, which was the end of my playing career. And so I go through this whole identity issue, struggle. I'm fighting with this, uh, you know, kind of fighting with this thought process that I got left, more left in the tank. A lot of guys go through that, and uh, it's a blow to the ego. Which, mm -hmm. I bet. Which, uh, which is tough, but, you know, it was good because I was engaged to my wife at the time. So it was more God telling me, like, hey, I'm trying to create you to be a husband, not a football player anymore, okay? Right. <laughs> but so went through that and I had to get into involved in a regular life. So I got a sales job with a beverage company out of Atlanta, did really well with that, but still kind of struggle with this limitation place. And we got, we come uh, ultimately to a rough time in our life where I'm, I'm middle of three boys originally, uh, you know, folks split, we have a lot of step siblings, but originally middle of three boys and my brothers are my best friends and my younger brother Casey and his wife went through a tragedy and losing their son to cancer. Mm. And it was just, uh, obviously a real kind of F you moment mm -hmm. in our, in our minds and having to walk through that. And especially when our baby girl was born really conflicting times and, uh, you know, you get this beautiful gift, but another one gets taken away. Mm. And so we kind of go through this, this real hate filled place, 
with God and some splits in our relationships, splits in our, in our families, not very good. And, uh, and ultimately we get an invite, my wife and I get an invite to church here in Keller, Texas to milestone church, a non-denominational. And, uh, I, I originally grew up Mormon, which is, mm-hmm. yeah, big know, change, big change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the cool thing about it is God's bigger than anything that's going on in our life. Amen. And, you know, we show up there full Goliath armor on ready to fight anybody who wants to come at me. And, you know, we go about second worship song in as he lays a vision of my nephew on me. Mm. And it was just a powerful moment that I, I keep quiet for a long time, but a powerful moment that allows me to get in the faith, get around the word and, and really develop, develop that faith. And, Ultimately gave my life to Christ, got baptized and lit a fire under me. They do a really great job of developing leaders and giving them resources and practical things to bring home to your life, to your work, to your family. And it's just, it's been really amazing because since then it, it was like God was putting so many characteristics in me as a football player to have mm-hmm. like the hard worker, know what work ethic is, know how to, how to, put in the grind every day and know how to do that mm-hmm. uh, gave me a ton of good qualities. Uh, but it's like now that I had a relationship with him, an active one. Now he's like, all right, I'm going to turn you into a leader. Mm. And that was the coolest thing was that from then it was speaking engagement started dropping out of my lap. Stewarding my life was a whole lot bigger. So where speaking was a thing. And I'm like, what do you just get up in front of? people and talk like what is that you know? <laughs> <laughs> so but legit enough people want to hear my testimony they want to hear my story they want to hear what the right. heck how this guy won make it to the nfl and then how how are you coming to faith who is what's wrong with you and in in that scripture talks about you know we live by the blood of jesus and our testimony that's why our stories are so strong and so i share stories share points and now Churches bring me in, conferences bring me in, um, corporations bring me in to talk about uh, team building, leadership, uh, how, what it takes to win, what kind of characteristic at- attributes are, are needed for right. those environments because I've been able to succeed past football, mm-hmm. not just in the sales world, but now in the speaking world and now going into an entrepreneurial role, uh, open up my own investment company and cool, it's just it's been an amazing explosive time in my life because God's just opened my eyes. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And I watch a bunch of your videos. I mean, what I, what I love is uh, you're so authentic and real, right? Every video you're passionate, you're, you're real. And I think we need more of that. Right. And I think, uh, you know, the, and I talk a lot about football and just because for me, well, one, Hey, go Cowboys last night. Right. That's right, baby. Beat them Eagles. <laughs> but, but in general, you know, the, uh, I think we're in an age with social media and everything's moving so fast. Everybody just expects things, right? We're in this, everybody gets a trophy. Everything is, is given. Everything is instantaneous. Right. And I think what, the lessons I learned from playing football, and again, I never got to the NFL at your level, but through the, you know, just through the collegiate level or even high school, you're learning what it takes to win and what it feels like to lose and to be a part of the team and be a part of something bigger. And I mean, aren't aren't those life lessons that help shape 
who you become? It's, it's huge. You know, I'll talk with athletes a lot. Obviously, I go to college teams and uh, a lot locally here too. Uh, but uh, I, I speak with teams. I'm like, I talk to the athletes. I go, look, you guys are built for success. So you think mm-hmm. of any sort of profession, any sort of training, right? You can think of in the corporate world doesn't necessarily relate as much to athletics. So on a football field, an athletic environment, you have a coach, you have um, opportunities. Okay, so we go out on a play, and I screw up on a play, and I get yelled at by a coach. I don't just get beat. Where now I have to face this failure, and I'm have to uh, process these emotions. But right. I got a guy yelling at me behind. Yeah. So now I, it's double up on. <clears throat> where all right now everybody wants to be weak about it and and it's you know this is not good and and there's there's different dynamics at play but you have to process all these emotions in this short amount of time yeah exactly where I have to do this in 30 seconds or less to process that and get on to the next thing where in the regular world I have two weeks and so what happens is okay you and I get into a spat or you text me something that I question or I don't like. And I'm like, what does he mean by that? Right now I can avoid you for the next two weeks. If I haven't had an environment that forces that connection, mm-hmm. right? Where on the football field, if I don't like something you've said, <laughs> we're in front of each other's face for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, exactly. So now we're, we're forced to cope with it and go through it. And so now we get outside of sports and you get into a sales job, which was classic. Now I have to cope with being told no. Yeah. Right? I, have to, I have to cope with somebody not liking me potentially and moving on to the next thing. And this happens every day in the world, right? Or I have to, in my home where my wife doesn't like something I said, I have to yeah. cope with that, deal with it, and be able to come back to her yeah. and love on her the same way, even though I just got killed. <laughs> yeah, your ass ring. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I mean, I, I think that uh, in some some extent, even our schools are doing a disjustice, right? I mean, how, how would it be? How great would it be if there was more classes on how to speak, how to how to deal with rejection, how to, you know, how to focus on how to be really committed to something, right? How to understand, um, you know, creating a work ethic and what it takes when you get in the real world, right? I mean, you know, being at the pro level, I mean, you know, everybody, all they see from you is, wow, you played for the Dallas Cowboys. Look at him, right? They don't understand the pain, the sacrifice, the surgeries you dealt with, the staying late working in the weight room, the watching film. I mean, all that, nobody, nobody cares about, right? <laughs> they just look at that. But it's what builds you in the effort and the pain and the struggles and the commitment is what got you to where you were. Right. And, and, and people need to learn those behaviors to be more successful in society. I, totally. And I laugh about this all the time. So uh, it's, it's winter time. So everybody's getting sick. So everybody can relate to this right now is in sports. There are no six days, sick days. Yeah. You play with the flu. Brett Favre played what, two or three days after his dad died. Yeah. Um, you play through every possible event you can just because, okay, there's, there's ex- extreme circumstances that will give you an excuse, but through every possible thing, you're playing, you're getting your work done. You're, you're there showing up for your team. You're accountable to all those bodies and those guys. And in the corporate environment today, right? It's, you have a little sniffle and you're not doing yeah, you're soft. You're soft. And, and what people don't realize is, you know, one, one bad decision, what you do little, you do big. 
Mm-hmm. Right? So I, I, uh, I sleep in today and I'm not saying you don't get rest because it's absolutely important. We need right. it. I sleep in a little bit today and it creeps further in tomorrow. It creeps further in tomorrow and I get less and less productive. You know, I, it's funny, you know, I was up at uh, 5 a.m. this morning getting things done. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just become a habit because I was a 6 a.m. Uh, weight room guy every right. day playing football. Mm-hmm. And those were attributes ingrained into me where I know if I got to get to work, all right, I got to get up early. I got to get moving now and I got to focus. Right. Yeah, people people complain so much about um, time, right? And and I time to me is the most precious thing. Listen, if you can show me where I can buy more time, I'm interested. You can't get any more, right? And if you're like me, time now, especially when you have kids, I mean, it's moving so fast, right? Like mm-hmm. I just turned forty, and it feels like you know yesterday I was twenty four, right? It's just it moves so fast. And I'm, I get so sick and tired of people saying, well, I don't have enough time. There's 24 hours in a day. Even if you get the proper rest, it's where you focus and are you really committed to doing what you need to be successful? Whether that's relationships, God, uh, work, health, there's time to do all of that in a day. It's just, are you committed to putting in the work? Do you agree with that? Right. Absolutely. Well, and a big thing uh, involving that is where you say net, you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to another. Yeah. Right. And vice versa. So if I'm saying yes to work, that, mean, that means I'm saying no to my family currently right now. That's, and if you think about that and little, really let that sink in, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I'm working and I'm a workaholic all day long and I'm gone, I'm never there for kids events. I'm never there to wake up with baby girl or put her to bed. Uh, that says a lot about me. Mm. Right? It doesn't necessarily mean I'm, I'm grinding. I'm, I'm working all day. That's great. But it also tells me I'm saying no to my family a whole lot, which is not good. Yeah. So, you know, when you start thinking like that, okay, your mind starts shifting and your perception starts shifting. So how can I better manage my time? How can I better utilize these, these minutes, days of my life? Right. So, okay like this all right late night hours and early mornings are great times when nobody's up right a whole lot of work done sure so that's why i'm up at 5 a.m because when baby girl gets up at 6 30 i've already got an hour and a half work of whatever i want to be done mm-hmm. and i can wake up with her i can help make her breakfast although my wife might beg the differ because she does the bulk of that work <laughs> but, but I can now contribute to my life and get her on the school and help out and go work out and do that thing and then come back and get right back to work. Right. And and I can keep that focus on. And a lot of people, you know, they get shady with that. They're like, uh, I don't have time in the day. Well, all right, let's look at your day. What time did you wake up? Well, I got up at eight. I got up at nine. Uh, all right. Well, you know, what, you know, when did you roll into work? Nine or 10, which is a lot of people. Right. And I worked from, I worked, I got a regular nine to five. So I got off at five. And I come home and I like to work out. So I go to the gym. That's fine. And then I like to go out to eat. So I go spend some money and I spend extra time at a restaurant. Well, I'm not getting anything done there. Yeah. When I could make a sandwich or something at home, if I'm really trying to execute a side gig that I want to get done or a side passion that I want to do, mm. um, there are hours in the world, in the, in the world totally. to do it. Yeah. You can, have, you, you can have it all. You just gotta, you gotta prioritize and manage the time. Right. right? And you, I would say that, especially for any single young people out there. Yeah. Exactly. It's, you have everything on your side. I had a conversation with a guy the other day. He's struggling in his business, not sure how to get going. He's, uh, he's 
Ten and Bar in the nights, and he's just trying to get this. Um, he, he likes financial world where I'm getting amped up in, and he was asking for some advice. I'm like, look, man, you're single, you're young, you have a ton of side time on your side. You don't have kids right. or a wife. You should be networking your absolute tail off. Yeah, right for now. sure. And go into every single every single event and be and making relationships and mm. not cold calling, selling people all the time. You shouldn't be doing that. You should be going making relationships with people and ingraining yourself in yeah. your lo- local area. Yeah, and that's key. You said you know building relationships, not trying to sell. I mean, I, the the older I get, the more important relationships and networking is. Right. I mean, we've connected now, and that's been great about social. Right. I'm sure if we continue to have conversations, it'll benefit benefit both of us in a multitude of ways. I mean, professionally, personally, whatever, the more you build real relationships, it's it's great. But with that same caveat, I've also learned build your tribe, right? I talk a lot about, man, <clears throat> older I get, there's only so much time and I'm only going to surround myself with people that are like-minded and that are positive and that are uplifting and if you don't fit in those three buckets, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Totally. And it, and, it's, and it doesn't mean, I don't want people to mistake that, right? Because some people are like, ah, oh, you just got to love, love, love all day long and be positive. And that's great. And it is. That's not to mistake uh, for a lack of accountability. Yeah, right? yeah totally. That's, yeah. I, don't, I don't want people to go down that road because negative people, naysayers will go down that road. And, yeah. and they're like negative all day long and say, well, you're not doing the right things. Well, no, not necessarily. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you accountable, right? But I'm gonna stay in a positive light about it. Yeah, and yeah. and that's what I love is is like okay, we can we can spew positivity all day long. Okay, now let's apply the actions. Where where are we getting this? Like that motivation is key because if we can stimulate an emotional response, now we get a little bit of a dopamine rush and we can get a high. Right now we're in a prime place to make action happen. So if we yeah. can attack that and hold each other accountable to that, okay, right. let's go. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. I mean, positivity is just a mindset. It's nothing without action and accountability. You right. know, I would much rather take, I mean, I think in order to have massive action and accountability, inherently you're probably positive. But yeah, if you're just sitting around and being positive and thinking, you know, like positively, nothing's going to happen, right? <laughs> you massive action and accountability and in whatever, right? Relationships, religion, uh, work, whatever it is, you need massive action and accountability. It's, it's huge. And, and it's, it's funny because I don't know if you've ever taken the strength finders test. I have it. I should take it. It's a good one. If anybody's <laughs> listening and you're unsure where you're supposed to go, you got a little bit of question in your head, go take the strength finders test. It's a really great kind of a lot of corporations, churches use this. Yeah. Um, but what it's meant to do, it's and really more, probably more suitable for anybody who's past adolescence is it is supposed to get some natural gift sets that are already within you characteristics mm. so mine uh were activator mm. maximizer uh includer and communication and there was a fit, top five you get i forget the fifth one but my number okay. one was activator which yeah. is much rather play than watch yeah yeah and, yeah and exactly. so <laughs> <laughs> so well, so what happens is when you say all right, hey, let's get together next week for coffee. I want to show you my business or we'll just do something together, whatever the case may be. All right, set it in the calendar. And and it's not like this, all right, yeah, let's get together and we're gone. I have to do it now. Yeah. I have to do it now. And so like same thing with my wife, I think about a gift. 
idea for Christmas is coming up. I have to take a note. I have to write it down. Mel Robbins calls it the five second rule. Yeah. He said, if you do not act on it immediately, it's not going to happen. Yeah, totally. Well, even like when we booked this podcast, right? It was a couple Facebook messages. What's the date? When's the date? Booked, right? That's good right. though, baby. Because until, and I always talk about it a lot of time. If you don't put a date on something, it's not real. Right. Right. Totally. I mean, you got to have a date because you got to work towards something or it never happens. Right. So what is, even on that is so, so you, I'll get people that send me messages and I won't respond right away because I'm not available. Right. So uh, yeah. I'm prioritizing my time really what it is. And yep. like, Mom, we're, we're texting and messaging constantly. All of us are, yep. but I'll leave that little blue dot by my texts or message alerts in my LinkedIn or my Facebook on purpose. Right. Yeah. Because it bothers me. Yep. Me too. <laughs> <So> OCD. <laughs> I know that that message is waiting for me and I got to come back and get to it. Yeah. And so finally, all right, when I get some minutes alone and I've, I've spent my time with my family, done, done some priorities, you know, I'll go back through those. Okay. Now I'll get back to you. Now yeah. Back. Boom, boom, boom. We lock it in. I love it. So talk to me a little bit as we come kind of to a close about speaking. I know you said church, corporations, you know, what, uh, is, is there a preference? Like how, how, you know, what, which one do you, do you prefer? Is it two, is it same kind of similar messaging or not? It is similar messaging and depending on what I'm doing. And I always, I always, uh, have conversations with the leaders, whoever is, you know, might be the lead pastor of the church or the director of sales, the president, CEO about what kind of messaging they want necessarily. And that's in relation to pain points that's going on in their, in their business. Mm -hmm. right? And it could be a, a lack of, of uh, buy-in from the team. It could be mm -hmm. a fighting issue. I just spoke with an Italian paper company that was in Dallas here for a, a conference or for um, a trade show. They're trying to make a big splash. Sofidel is the name of them, their company. They're trying to make a splash in the American uh, market. And it was funny because I go in, they wanted inspirational leadership. And they, at first, they just brought me in because they're bringing a bunch of leads yeah. Do a little get together with uh, drinks and, and hors d'oeuvres and stuff. And they had a couple of their salespeople in there, but I got done. A lot of times I'll use my own personal testimony, but I'll illustrate because I've been in that environment. I'll illustrate the, the common issues that people have with each other, the fighting over the commissions, the fighting over a, a sale, the uh, you know, how, how they let the little problems drive division into our relationship where sure. Now we hate each other all of a sudden and mm -hmm. we're not working for each other. And, and also I use a lot of that. And what was cool is afterwards the uh, director of sales comes up to me and said, man, I'm disappointed, which freaked me out for a second. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. I got to tell you, I'm disappointed because my whole sales team needed to hear that. That's and, good, man. And he goes, so um, what's cool about that. So now we're, working on schedule of time for me to fly to Philly, their American office and potentially their national convention in Italy. Wow. For, I want to come. <laughs> yeah. But, it, but it's, I mean, it kind of, it, it would have, uh, the point of that story is, I mean, I love church. I love corporate. Yeah. It's both. It's both. But yeah. what I love is fire, firing people up to be a little more passionate about what they want to do, do what they want to do in life, caring about the people around their scope of influence mm. and coming at it with a purpose. And the cool thing about that is, is I'm not the conduit, you know, I'm big on my faith. I'm not the conduit from before. I'm the tool to be used yeah. in that, you know, God lit me up. So yeah. 
the purpose, faith purpose for me is if you're lit up by me and you all of a sudden are attracted to my life or what I'm spewing out of my mouth, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you come in and you say, Hey, what's going on, man? What's, what are you, what are you drinking? Yeah. You know, what juice are you drinking right now, brother? And I'm like, that's God, man. It's not me. And, so, go ahead. And go and well, but it's just it allows a moment of connection where I can point point them to uh, you know to me to our Savior and say, look, this guy, this guy, this, this higher being has an insane view for your life and vision for your life yeah. that you have you haven't even tapped into yet. Yeah, that's you know, awesome, like for, man. For them to even step take a step closer to God in that relationship <clears throat> will just blow their mind even more. That's, that's, awesome. that's ultimately, I would, that's my favorite as I love that. It's awesome. You, uh, you keep saying lit up and I love it. And when, as you're saying this, I really think you should start your own podcast called the lit up show, right? And just bring it, man. I mean, I've let, so I'm, I'm challenging you to go do that. And I would like to be a, a guest on it. All right. Lit up. You the know, lit up show, man, right. And it, yeah. it should be all about, you know, business and faith and purpose uh, it could be really cool, man. I could see uh, that being really awesome for you and a fulfilling for you too, right? I like that. Biz, you, biz, faith, faith, and purpose. I got to write it down. See? That's yeah. I, <laughs> make it real. Put a date on it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Corey. Where, uh, as, as people listening uh, in the crowd, if they just want to message you uh, or if it's somebody that's interested in, in booking you know, to speak or if they're interested in the new podcast, The Lit Up Show, What's the best place to, to reach you? Best place to reach me, go to coreyproctor.com. Okay. You can see, you can put inquiries in there if you want to look at me coming to speak at your event, your, your business, your church, whatever the case may be. You can follow me on Instagram at Corey Proctor and Twitter at Corey Proctor on Facebook at Corey Proctor Official. Somebody else had the other one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, follow me. I love to interact with everybody. Love it when people, yeah. you know, they slide into the DMs, except for the chicks that just want to try to hit on me. And I'm like, I'm yeah. like delete that. <laughs> but, um, but you know, hit me up. And I'm like, if you're yeah. struggling, come, come listen to me. Start, start putting positive material into your life and voices into your life that are going to lift you up. And so ultimately they're going to point you back to big man upstairs. Who's going to guide your life way bigger than I could ever do. I love it, man. I love your energy. So I'm going to wrap up. So you guys are watching the Scale with Exit show. I am your host, Judge Graham. I have my buddy Corey on. This will be on iTunes. It'll be on all my social feeds. If you're not following me, follow me at Judge Graham. Hit judgegram.com. Get my new book, Scale with Speed. If you haven't got it, it's a game changer. And as always, make it happen.